0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Tudo Português. My name is Angela Samos, and I am here with a fellow children's book author, Inês Oliveira. Welcome, Inês.
1: Hi, Angela. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course, of course. I'm very excited to learn a little bit more about your book. I've read about half of it. I apologize, I haven't been able to get through the whole thing yet, but you wrote Calvin and the Sugar Apples, and it's quite an interesting book for, for a children's book, But I. Found myself very much relating to the events in the book, which you will tell our, our readers or our listeners about. So, before we jump into that, give our listeners a little bit of your background, kind of like where you're from, and and then you know, is this your first book, or have you written books before? And then, kind of, what was the inspiration for this book?
1: Yeah, sure. So, um my name is Inês, and I'm from Portugal. I live in Aveiro; is a small city south of Porto and it's close to the seashore. And the book is actually inspired on real life events, and it has a bit of the smell of the city, a bit of the landscape of the city, and the uh, some, some characteristics that we still see here in a city that is also kind of mixes uh, the city life with the country life, and we can see a bit of both especially in in the bairro where I live, bairro da Betamar. So, um, yeah, and you can see and read a bit of the the city in the book. And it also talks about our chinchilla, Calvin, who lived for 21 years. And it's kind of usual for chinchillas to live that long, but uh, like 20 years, around 20 years, and our lasted 21. If they live in uh, homes with uh, with people taking care of them, of course, not in the wild. And our children, they were used to to our pet, to our chinchilla, and they only knew our home with the uh, with Calvin. So when he left us, they missed him a lot, but they didn't verbalize it at first. And it took them a while, a few weeks, and once they did, they they just cried it out. And we were also going through um the COVID phase, so mm-hmm. I kind of had the two the two situations, like losing a pet, uh, children losing a pet, and also verbalizing what they felt. So, and I and I used both experience in this book because it took them a lot to cry out mm-hmm. and to to tell as uh, me and my husband that they truly missed Calvin it was not a, a first thing emotion so yeah and that's what the book talks about and how a kid uh, looks at this and how it it the time it takes for them to verbalize the feelings and how they do that it's right. not yeah
0: so was, I, ap- I apologize to our, our listeners but stuff like this um it always kind of gets to me um oh sorry if i said <laughs> no 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 <laughs> i think i told you that when i was reading the book it actually made me quite emotional so yeah i mean for those who who know our background we've had uh, quite a bit of loss in our life but most recently we we also had to put down a, a pet mm-hmm. and uh, and our daughter kind of like uh, you were explaining you know she I think she like didn't want to express her feelings because she didn't want us to be sad. And uh, when we finally told her, you know, it's okay if you want to cry and then she kind of let it all out kind of had you said that your, your kids did. So, I mean, it's a good, you know, grief is uh, a hard thing to just talk about in general and to talk about it with, with key with kids. Yeah. I think um, this was a really nice book to maybe help open the conversation and, and, help parents figure out how to talk to their kids about grief because they're reading about another child who experienced the the loss of a pet as well. Right.
1: And especially uh, as a, sorry, as a parent to find time because we're always in such a hurry and we want our kids to talk when we have time and right. <laughs> uh, when okay. uh, when we we think they should, and this is also a, a different subject from the book and some that parents can relate to or educators or caregivers because it's also a matter of respecting others' time, which is not the one that yeah, <laughs> that follow it doesn't follow uh, our. Our um, schedule sometimes. Right. And
0: yeah. I think the other thing that you incorporated into the book was if I remember, you know, there was a, a bit of an issue with a friend at school.
1: Yeah. And,
0: you know, sometimes those kinds of issues also are a result of the grief because, you know, the child is not feeling happy. And so they're extra sensitive to things that are happening at school. And so then, if they're acting out at school, like what's going on and, but trying to remember, oh, they're, they're actually sad, they're grieving. Right. And so then it manifests itself in these other ways. So I thought you did a really nice job of that because I'm same thing happened for us, right? Like, you know, we, our daughter had some issues with friends at school and, um, you know, of course they got resolved, but, uh, you kind of always have to remember that, you know, kids usually you're acting a certain way for a certain reason it's you know they're not they're not born
1: right yeah exactly that's true yeah that's true
0: too so uh is this your first book uh or is this okay
1: yes it's my debut book and it will be published by the collective book studio tomorrow
0: and that would be um august 29th 29th yeah Right. And so by the time this episode comes out, I think it will be well past that date. And so
1: yeah.
0: um, people can find the book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, bookshop.org, Books, and, Books yeah. a Million. So we're going to include a couple of links to some pages that you've provided just to help people figure out where to, where to get them. But um, what are some of the things that you've been doing to help promote the book and what has been the response so far?
1: Well, so far, I've received really nice feedback. Also from forward reviews and, um, yeah, and all um, other authors and librarians. And I'm looking forward to, to see how the biggest audience sees this book, how the kids react to the book, how the schools and uh, libraries react to the book. And I'm looking forward to find some school and library v- virtual events because I'm mm. living in Portugal, but I'm willing to do virtual events and also I'm going to present a book here in Portugal in in schools um in person so yeah that's the the next steps and that's what I'm looking forward to to have these mm-hmm. these events or talking uh, talking about the book on interviews and yeah mm-hmm.
0: can you talk a little bit about your process right so when you first thought well I'm gonna I should take this experience of losing Calvin and create a book, you know, so that mm-hmm. other children and parents can learn from the experience. So talk about the process of like, when you had the idea, writing the script, finding an illustrator, you know, finding a publisher, because it, we we have a lot of people in the community that have ideas for books. And so we always get lots of questions about, well, how do I get started and where do I go and those kinds of mm-hmm. things. So talk, talk a little bit about your process.
1: So the first thing is for me is to have an idea. And most of the time, like the idea doesn't feel like nothing special, right? When you first have this idea, okay, I think I'm going, this is important. This, this means something to me. And one of the things that I've been noticing is that it's important for me to have to work on an idea that is close to my heart that says something mm-hmm. to me or something that happens happened to me or to someone close to me because it it, it kind of it's easier to to create some emotion around Mm it Mm -hmm. yeah and also for me it's easier to 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 see some value and to 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 go from there so and after that I kind of when I have this idea I kind of capture it I I write it down and not just one, but one or two, so I can mix them because just losing Calvin, for example, was nothing if, if, if it wasn't for my kids to cry for his loss so long after we, mm-hmm. we lost it. Uh, so, and that's what, what triggered my, what captured my attention was how, how long it took my kids mm-hmm. to feel. To talk about losing mm-hmm. Calvin, not, uh, not the, when the moment we lost him. And then after having that idea, what I do is I try to write down a theme and I, I want to know the theme. At first, it's easier for me to go and to find the end of the story. If I have the theme, if I want, if I know what I want to say with this story, even if afterwards I, just i don't respect the theme but at least i have some guidelines and so i have the storyline i have a storyline i have the theme i have a this big idea and i write a, a short synopsis and to to see if i can have something from beginning to to mm. to the end with the middle and uh, after that what i do is i i sketch my main characters and in this case was quite easy because <laughs> i based yeah i based it, it's not like 100% it's like 50% i based them uh, on people i know okay. and that live around me and and on our family as well so, and one of the things uh, readers have been telling me is that the characters are quite relatable and mm-hmm. quite, um, yeah. And I think that's because I I base these characters on people really close to me. Also, I I try. I, this is a funny thing I never thought about, but I I think I I pull on the story uh, all the bad characteristics from a mother. <laughs> And not from the father, <laughs> I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to put my husband on, on the spotlight line with be doing the bad things, but yeah. And also because as a mother, I don't know if you feel the same, but we always kind of have these reg- in, internal regrets, things that we think we mm-hmm. should be doing differently. So I, uh, yeah, it's also easy for me to, to pull this off. In, in the story, and after having these main characters, what I do is I I try to write the first three chapters, and see if I want to write them in first person point of view or third po- person point of view. Mm-hmm. As I'm starting as a writer, uh, it's been easier for me until now to write this the story in the first person point of view. Okay, uh, and after having that, and yeah, and see if those feel good and I, I reading them aloud if they feel good to me so then I summarize each chapter I I know how the number of words I want for each chapter each chapter I summarize each chapter and I go from there it's not that it's it's not like it's it's close uh, you know but It's something I can go, like, I'm not writing in blank. It's Mm -hmm. much easier for me. Okay, I I have this chapter. Now I go for the second chapter and I know what waits me. And Mm -hmm. even if I change things in the meantime, I have some, the guidelines I can work with. And it kind of takes the the pressure (laughs) from working a full book, from writing a full book Mm -hmm. out of me. Yeah. Got it.
0: And, and did you did you consider self-publishing or did you always know that you wanted to work with a publisher and then did you submit a full manuscript or did you submit like the first few chapters and then they said yes we'll publish it and then you finish the book
1: no, no, I submitted the, the, the full manuscript, but it was much, sh- much shorter than that one that you will see, you oh, see okay. now. Yeah, yeah.
0: So they, they asked you to uh, to add. augment? Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I, yeah, I never knew if I wanted to self-publish or I wasn't sure at the moment I had. I had a, like this short story and then I went to, I went to a few summits and I decided to send to this publisher and to another one. And uh, the collective book studio answered me. They didn't have, I, I didn't think, I didn't uh, think at the at the time that they would publish a middle grade because they were more about uh, illustrated books and uh, cooking books. But okay. uh, yeah, Angela, which is the name of the publisher, is <laughs> <laughs> <hence> yours. <laughs> She said, yeah, she would she would be willing to to take a look at a middle grade and this is an an early middle grade. so and she did and she told me, okay, let's do that this and yeah, and we went from that great. And so did they
0: recommend the illustrator or did you they, find did. Them? they yeah, did they okay. did
1: it's the Venezuelan she's an uh, from she, uh, Vanessa Belleza, she lives in the United States. she's also a children's book author and illustrator. Okay. Uh, yeah. And she did the beautiful illustrations you see on the cover. And also yeah. the collective book studios, they do a, a really it, it, that was one of the characteristics I really loved about this publisher because Angela from the from the collective book studio, she she says and she said in the summit that where I where I saw her that she works books as a as a way of art and yeah they they try to to work on books and and Mm -hmm. to make these beautiful books and I think it it came out really well this one as well
0: yeah the illustrations are quite nice because they're they're soft it's like a sketch with some watercolors and they're really they're quite lovely
1: yeah, and Vanessa, she told me that 90% of the illustrations are from, how did you say, like the traditional drawing, like um, you said, yeah. like some sketches with, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really, really nice. With, yeah.
0: Great. Well, congratulations on your first book. Um, Thank you so much. I'm I'm sure that you're already, it's funny how it happens where you you write your first one and think maybe that will be your only one but then all of a sudden you start having ideas well I could also write
1: about that and so yeah. I'm I'm sure I'm
0: sure will be seeing more books from you in the fu- in the future but until then we will absolutely let our our listeners know where they can buy Calvin and the Sugar Apples so thank you so much this has been great
1: thank you and I'm so sorry for your loss oh thank you thank you um well, thank you for having said, me again
0: Yes, of course, of course. And um to all our listeners out there, thanks for joining us for another episode of Through the And if you have lost a pet, you know, our hearts go out to you as well cuz our pets can are our family members, right? Yeah, family. yeah. Um and so maybe pick up Calvin and the Sugar Apples and uh you know, have those conversations with your with your kids about what it means to lose a pet and and how we carry on with life and but yeah, this has been great. So thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share this episode with family and friends, other folks in the Portuguese community um, so that we can continue the conversation. And uh, if you have suggestions for guests or if you'd like to be a guest on this show, please email us at palcus at palkis.org. Subscribe to the Palcus Podcast channel on iTunes, um, Spotify or anywhere you listen to your podcast. Please leave us a review. So that more people can find us. And with that, we'll say uh, until next time, Adeja. Thank you for listening to the Português, a podcast production by PALCUS, the only national organization representing the interests of the Portuguese American community. To learn more about PALCUS, how to become a member or to suggest a guest for our show, visit www.palcus.org or email us at palcus@palcus.org. At